Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week, we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech. And on a Sunday, we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. And this week, we are talking about Empower and Empower in all its forms. So I wanted to remind everyone listening that we see it as a responsibility to empower ourselves in our careers, but as recruiters to empower our people in businesses to be the best that they can be, to help the people that lead those businesses, to help those people around them to be the best that they can be. And for me, the question is often, like, how do we do that? I feel that I've spent the past five years of my career dedicated to sharing case studies of investing in staff, in training, in providing evidence of how people can progress within their career, make the right choices for their career, how businesses can progress within the industry. And we've been delivering clear examples time upon time with each and every one of our magazines of how businesses have been doing that, of how individuals have progressed themselves. And in turn, it makes a better industry. After all of that, what we're looking for is to attract more people to this industry that's getting better every day. So empower is a really important word for me personally, but I think, I think it's a really important word for our industry also. So if I look at the pods, I look at the book, I look at the white papers, the webinars, the roundtables, these are just great starts from Harrington Star, I think. And I know that there's so much more we're going to be delivering in 2022. So Toby, I wanted you to talk through who you've been supporting this week through your podcast, through your video blogs, because ultimately we're empowering people every day to share their story. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting when that's because I spoke to Layla White this week and I'm really excited to get that podcast out because it was really unique for me. Layla started two years, four months ago, a, a business where she'd come out of a major investment bank and is basically helping people with a company tech passport in one of the areas that I think is the biggest struggles for fintechs full stop, which is getting that traction of, of being able to go through procurement and allow themselves to work with uh, investment banks. And I spoke to her beforehand and she was saying, look, I've got this thing that I want to talk about, but I'm not sure whether it's a good thing for my business or not. I'm not sure if it's a good thing for, for where I am and what I want to do because it's been difficult. And she wanted to, to sort of show some vulnerability about her story and, and where she'd been. It's been, you know, she, she's been through a founding journey where she is dealing with investment banks, where she's going through the poach and our gamekeeper, et cetera. You know, she exposed those vulnerabilities in a really brave way, I, I think, uh, during that, that particular interview. She was talking about their journey, about the difficult times, about how you know, she's been you know, to, to the wire, about the, uh, the difficulties of being a, uh, a mother and, and wife whilst and partner, whilst also you know, trying to uh, you know, build a business and impact that's been put into that and how difficult it's been of uncertainty and raising money and going through all that. And what I loved about it is how she'd taken ownership for that accountability. She'd empowered herself within that process. She'd taken a chance. And it's at a stage now where the business is starting to get that traction. And she's at such an exciting position right now. There'll still be challenges ahead without question, but she's put herself into a situation now where she's raising investment in a really needed product. She's got those initial and difficult first customers on, you know, on board. She's gone through a lot of those hard drives. She's got through that difficult two-year phase. And I just think it's, it was exceptional to see someone you know, take that accountability and, and expose themselves in terms of how difficult it had been you know, for them through a journey. It wasn't all sweetness and light. It was, to quote Elton John's tantrums and tiaras and all that sort of stuff all the way through. And it was a brilliant story to listen to. So I can't wait to share that with everyone. I think it's a really inspiring, enjoyable, entertaining listen. And she was, she was a really good guest to, to have on. Later on today, 
Thursday the 9th. You'll be able to listen to this soon on FinTech Focus TV if you've missed it as well. I'm also hosting a webinar about something that I don't think has ever been more important, which is a wellness strategies for a post-pandemic world. We've got an excellent panel, Helen Disney from the Realization Group. We've got Alicia Arifin from Steeleye. We've got Gemma Young, who's representing Dazzle. Anna Zangwin from Futuro. We've got Dan Lee, Levy from Smarkets and Chloe Barrett from Charlie Louise Wellbeing. Looking at, at uh, something which with the government, again, speaking to yesterday about work from home if you can and all those sort of sorts of pressures. We're going to be looking at about how this sort of news can either shrink you away or allow you to rise up and turn a negative into a positive. So we're going to be looking at strategies to basically look at how you can take positives from what's happening at the moment. I'm really excited to start sharing that with people as well. To me, you know, when you use that word empower, you know, there are things there that leaders can do. And, and there's a big piece around this uh, session we'll be running later on where it starts from the top and leadership, giving people the authority to believe in themselves, to, you know, to back themselves, to play at their best. But I also think empowerment is a lot about making sure that you step up and, and take that initiative, that you step up. You know, don't wait for things to happen, but you make things happen. So I'm really excited to talk to six different experts. It's going to be a really busy webinar, loads and loads of things to discuss. But six different experts about how people can either be the victim of a scenario or empower themselves to take action and make the most of that particular play as well. So it's going to be really, really interesting. It's going to be good fun. And it's going to be, hopefully, more than anything else, really educational for people to take that sort of thing out, out of it. So I think, to summarise that, we've got some great content coming out on the, on the subject. But alongside it, just my personal view that I want to share is, I, I read empowerment and, and accountability as two different things. And over 22 years of, of doing this job, both in, in customers, in candidates, in clients, and people I've worked with, I've often seen people there who, as we, as we term it, point fingers out rather than pull thumbs in, who are talking about giving away responsibility for things that are, that are outside their control rather than taking responsibility and being able to, to own that situation. And what I hope, with a bit of uncertainty coming back into the, you know, the, the world at the moment with you know, the new variants and uncertainty and doubt about Christmas, what I really hope is that we learn from what we've seen over the last 18 months, two years, and learn to thrive with it, play on the offence rather than the defence and recognise that this can be a spectacular opportunity to push yourself further forward rather than just to pull up the duvet and wait for everything to go away. Uh, and that to me is what empowerment looks like. Yeah, and um, I really agree with that. And I'm so glad you've, you've brought up the, the point that empowerment is about choosing, choosing to empower yourself. And I like that analogy of, are you going to pull the duvet covers up and, and, and crawl under? Or are you going to you know, jump, jump up and shout to the career and shout to the day and, and move it all forward? And it really ties in quite nicely. It's almost like we planned this, Toby. But you know, this week, I, I released that I'm going to be running my Empowered yeah, yeah, Workshop. So for anybody that doesn't know me and what I've done with an Empowered Workshop before, is it is a, an hour and a half workshop that is dedicated to helping people empower themselves within their careers, doing exactly what you've just been saying, choosing to fight, choosing to push themselves forward, choosing perhaps the difficult decision that you know that if you take that difficult decision or that more difficult path, it's going to do wonders for you and your career. And this workshop really, really has in the past helped people drive themselves forward. The feedback I've got from this workshop in the past is that people have gone and asked for promotion and they've got promotions. It's been such a rewarding thing for, for me to do. And I think it's just so important to really open people's eyes to the wonderful opportunity that is within the world of financial services technology and the world of fintech today. My empowered workshop is, ex is exactly what you've been saying. Empower yourself, choose to empower yourself. And the workshop allows people to think about how they can do that, but also pledge 
actionable change following that workshop. So this week I put it out on LinkedIn saying um, I want to invite a number of people to our offices in January. It may be early or late January. We may have to play around with the date now, of course, but I'm offering it for free because I think that everything that we stand for as a company within this industry is about empowering those around us and helping people choose to empower themselves. So I'm super passionate about that. And I'm super passionate about us walking the talk with that. And every week when we talk about our themes and what we're doing to drive this industry forward, I just want to remind people that we are really trying to highlight the content that we have, the evidence, the case studies, and we're constantly thinking about what can we do more to drive this industry forward. So I love what you said about Layla White. I absolutely love what she's doing with Tech Passport. And I did a maternity and paternity podcast with her, uh, which will be coming out in a few weeks time, which which just shows how, how much we support her as a business and how impressed we, we are with what she's doing and what she's achieved in the last few years. Well, in fact, her entire career. But another maternity and paternity stories of fintech podcast that I wanted to remind the audience of was one I touched upon last week, which was Will Morick, CEO of the payment firm IFX. The reason why I wanted to bring this back is because we have recently heard the news that it's, you know, work from home if you can. You've just touched upon that. And I really liked what Will had said about that within his podcast. He said that actually none, none of that really matters if you, if you put the right support around your staff. So he's all about choice. He's all about ensuring that staff are happy and efficient. He's always ensuring that his staff can become the best versions of themselves. And how does he do that? First and foremost, he talks with his managers. And one of the things that really, really stood out for me is he says, the same input doesn't determine the same output per person. And I think that, you know, a year ago, or when was it? March 2020, when we first all went into the initial lockdown, it was shock, it was fear, it was panic. This isn't that. It's an encouragement to work from home if you can. And I completely agree with what you said about the choice to, to decide on how you're going to affect that and, and what you're going to do within your career for it. Within our industry, we are super, super lucky that we can work from home and still be effective. We have to remember how lucky we are that we're in this position and that we have a responsibility to, to carry on and to keep progressing. And I absolutely love what he says about that because he talks about investing in the individual, taking the time to have individual conversations, everything that you've just said about wellness. He spoke lots about that, but making sure that his staff and everybody within his business understands that every person is unique and will have a unique need and a unique way of becoming their best. And that's what we have a responsibility to take the time to invest in that and understand what people need. So with regards to the maternity and paternity stories, he was talking about how he can support returning parents to work so that they can look forward to returning to work. They're not stressed about returning to work, but in fact, they understand that or they know or they want that this is going to be an environment that's really going to support them. And I just wanted to bring that back up because I think right now there is going to be a, a lot of fear out there. I think there's going to be a lot of worry about the Christmas period, about whether we're, we're all going to be back working from home for a long time. And I think that we've, we've been here before and I think we have a lot of support structures in place that we just need to reach out to. And your wellness programme couldn't be coming at a better time because it's a great reminder to people that this needs to be a focus. Another person I spoke to was Martina Boris-Liska, and she's an account director at Yap Global, quite a famous PR agency. So she focuses purely on crypto. 
And I love what she says about empowering the, the crypto community. So she says that she reports on crypto with integrity. She wants to bring it into the mainstream. She wants to keep things simple, factual, no room for assumption. And the real important thing about what she was saying is that she believes that she has a massive responsibility to ensure that crypto is reported on clearly, effectively, and again, as, as she said, with integrity, so that people can build trust in it. And one thing that really stood out for me within her podcast is that she said, educators are responsible to ensure that people and customers can trust. So educators within businesses, educators within the industry, we are all responsible to build that trust um, with our customers. Just the same as I say that within the recruitment industry, we are responsible to build trust with our potential applicants that are joining this industry. And that's a huge part of what today, what, what our entire career is all about. So I wanted just to bring up these two examples because to me, they are about how you empower empower through education, empower through communication, empower through having individual conversations with your people and giving them a choice, making them feel secure. And then the fourth stream for me is exactly what you just said, empower yourself because you choose to be empowered. You choose to give yourself power to take those steps forward. So I'm super excited about this theme. And I think that right now in what we're faced with, what Boris released on Wednesday night, I think we can all choose to be strong and to empower ourselves, fight the obstacles that are coming our way. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Great privilege of being asked by you to read a, you know, to proofread a chapter of your book, which is very exciting. I showed my wife yesterday. It's out on pre-release on Amazon. So please do if you're listening to this and want to hit, uh, read uh, and order Nadia's book. It is available for pre-release at the moment on Amazon.com. Just type in Nadia's name. I hadn't had the chance to read it. I know you've been speaking about the book for ages. We've been going on the journey with you about what it, what it was about. And I read a, a, a chapter on it, which is basically about, it's looking at this and, and saying that there is a problem and how, how can we fix it? How can we solve this? How can we shine a light on it? And reading through it, it was a great education for me because look, again, there's things there that we've spoken about over many years, but actually seeing it and thinking about it and trying to tie it back into the business, I thought was uh, was fantastic. So I can't wait for that to be out. I think it's a really exciting thing for you to do. It's going to be a wonderful release next year. Let's hope that everything uh, clears up so we can do the party to, uh, to to launch it properly. But irrespective of how, what, where it's released, what, what I think is, is phenomenal is that within that, there is a very clear blueprint of how everyone can be better, be it in maternity, paternity. I was particularly interested in just your thoughts there about you know the committees and diversity committees and making sure that those committees are driving acts of change back, creating role creation for the rights of the people, thinking about how shouting talent, for want of a better uh, phraseology, often progress themselves further than people who find it more difficult, more introverted to, to get their message across, to appropriate you know, credit in the right sort of place, to think about people's pay and how they can push themselves further forward because they're more active, not active. And, and, and I think it's just a really, really interesting way of, you know, for people to read that, both as an employer and thinking, right, have I got this opportunity to, to make a more diverse workplace? Have I got the opportunity to think, am I empowering everyone in my business? Am I listening to the people there who are, who are the noisiest and most visible? Or am I ignoring people who could be the, be the best possible people for the job, for, for progression, et cetera, et cetera? So I think it's a really important piece for employers to listen to. But equally, I think it's, it's, a, it's a massively important thing for employees to, to look at and think, right, how can I put my best foot forward as well and how can I position myself to empower my career and take my career further forward as well. So 
really, really looking forward to reading the rest of it. I feel like I, I, it's a bit of a page turner for me. I was reading it until late last night on the train this morning. I wanted to flip on to the next chapter on the way home, to, on the way home tonight. So looking forward to the whole thing coming up. Do, do get your pre-orders in now. And thank you for talking through that because I am super excited about the release of Fintech Women Walk the Talk because it is a celebration of all the podcasts. But more importantly, it's about showcasing how we can choose to be better and not just saying we need to improve DE&I within a business, but actually what do you need to do to improve it? What are the steps? And I love the fact that as we've been doing these podcasts and as we've been building our magazines month on month, year on year, since the inception of Harrington Star in 2010, we've really solidified what we have the capability of doing. And that is to showcase excellent case studies from the industry, to showcase evidence of how you can be better, how you can build a, build a more sustainable environment that people want to stay in and invest in. And as we all know, talent is the most important thing um, to any business right now within financial services and fintech. And, you know, I was onboarding with a client yesterday and they said across their four pillars, people is number one, their stakeholders are number four, their, in, their people are number one. And they were so clear. They actually said that three times within the call. And they said, oh, I don't know whether we've, we've said this to you before. And they mm -hmm. had said it, even when I was pitching to them to say why we could help them and how we could help them they had said to me how important people were. And I just felt, wow, what a wonderful business that are being so clear on how they need to put their people first. And more importantly, the case studies that are going to come out of that in terms of how we're helping to give them a better visibility of people that other, other companies find difficult to reach, you know, being able to utilize our networks, being able to reach out further. And I feel really proud that you know, we're not there yet because there isn't really a destination on this because you can never be doing this absolutely perfectly. This is a journey that you have to keep on going with. And that is to ensure that we are supporting our companies that we partner with to attract the best people to their businesses, but to ensure that those best people are looked after, invested in and retained. And the most important thing for me is the best people may not look like what you used to think the best people look like. And it's about opening people's eyes to that. And if this industry is going to grow to the heights that it's got all the plans of growing to, we cannot keep looking in the same places. We have got to start looking much farther and wider. And that is what the book's about. And I gave you the real juicy chapter because that, that chapter is the one called Moving the Needle. Like, how do we move the needle? So I knew you'd love it because it's basically mm. ego. Here's all the answers. Action. And I think it's like... Um, <laughs> Yeah, action. I think that's like chapter eight. So when, I, when you get the book, there's a lot of preamble because I need to explain the problems well, that we're facing. Now. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got <laughs> straight away. We fast forwarded you. But also I know your personality type. So I knew that you'd love the, love the solution straight away. But it's, it's really interesting that, that right now in this industry, this is what the best companies are interested in. And I think that works so wonderfully for my personality type. And I know for yours, because we love supporting people. We, we love that feel-good factor that we've made a difference to a business or to an individual's life. And that is our responsibility. And we decided a long time ago that that was our empowerment journey. And now it's about ensuring that that's the journey for those around us too. And we'll be on that journey for a long time, but we're enjoying it. We're on it. We're on it. Again, segueing slightly away from the, the theme and such like, I just think it's a really interesting time for a stop at the moment. There's a load of barriers that are being thrown up and within those barriers, there's a path through the madness. 
There's a path through the madness to, to levels which people haven't seen before. There's massive, massive opportunity at the moment. There's an accelerant to, to the industry that we haven't seen before. And there are people there who are really stepping up to that and driving it further forward. That, that sort of has an impact on, on, onto our business. We've never seen more demand from customers. We want wanting to make sure that we've got the best possible delivery to those customers or impeccable customer service. We want to be the sort of Rolls Royce, the, the, the Formula One team who, who are in there to deliver to the very, very best of the, of the service levels provide, provided to make sure everyone flies and drives at the very best speed. Within that, and, and I know there are people from all sorts of different places that listen to this podcast. If there are people, you know, if you're in the industry and you've seen people who, who you think are great recruiters, we want to be speaking to them at the moment. If you are uh, someone who's aspiring to be in the recruitment industry, we want to speak to you at the moment. If you're someone who's in the recruitment industry and want to do something where there's more purpose, drive, vigor, valor to, to want to do something bigger, brighter, and better, then we'd love to love to hear from you across London, Belfast, New York, across Harrington Star and North Star. We're looking for about 15 people, 15 people who are really keen in 2022, uh, at the start of 2022, to come into a business who've got a real vision and passion for what we can achieve next year. Um, we want to work with people who, who increase the average, bring up the mean. We want to work with people who, who love what they do, who want to love what they do, who want to make a difference. Uh, and if that sounds like you, then we'd love to hear from you. Now, is there anything that you want to add before we wrap um, up? Just my final shout out. I know with uh, the recent the recent rule changes and Plan B that I may not be able to host my workshop, my Empowers and how you empower your, yourself and your career workshop on January the 11th as previously publicised. But please still uh, get in contact with me if you want to be part of that because the minute we can host it safely, I will be doing that and it is a free thing. I've had a number of people sign up to it already and I'm going to reach out to them today to say, don't worry, it's still on. We just need to organise a date. But whoever you think would really um, gain value from uh, a workshop like that, please put them in touch with me. As we say as well, it's not our first radio. So there's always ways and means of doing this in a different way. We've learned a lot over the last couple of years about um, making sure that we don't just wait for things to pass over, but we can uh, adapt, improvise, overcome and do different things as well. So yeah, please do get in touch with Nadia on that. It will be something that is well worth you looking at and helpful to your career moving further forward as well. So from Nadia and I, it has been, as always, an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much to everyone for, um, for all the feedback. Uh, we've done so many podcasts this year and uh, the feedback from them has been great. We've also put the Financial Technologist out last week, as I think everyone knows. That has had just incredible feedback. We're so humbled that, that it seems to have gone down so well. The, the magazine itself has got a brilliant playbook of how to build a great company for 2022. There's so many lessons from, from one of the most seismic times of change that we've ever seen in, in our working careers. So please do, if you haven't already, go to the Financial Technologist on harringtonstar.com and download the Top 1% Workplace Awards issue of the Financial Technologist magazine. It is a rip-snorter, jam-packed with absolute genius from people who actually know what they're talking about. So we really, really appreciate everyone putting their stuff into it. From Nadia and I, it has been a, a pleasure talking to you today. It's one of the last ones we'll do of the, uh, of the year. We've got a couple still to go for you, Christmas messages, et cetera, et cetera. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. We know that time is precious and for you to tune into this is, is something we're really excited about and we don't take lightly. So as always, anything you want us to add next week, let us know. Anyone who you want us to have on the show, let us know. If you could rate, review, leave a, a nice message, help us increase the podcast uh, bandwidth and spread it further and further, we would be hugely grateful. And also, if you can pass the pod on to you think someone who will get value from it, then please do that as well. 
Yesterday we hit 80,000 followers on LinkedIn. Looking forward to that reaching 100,000 in 2022. So for everyone who's listened to this, who has the reach of it, who, who, who's tuned in, then this one's for you. Thank you very, very much for trusting us, following us and getting some value from the things we talk about. We will see you next week from Nadia and me. It is goodbye. Thank you.